everyone's always very understanding. And at the end of the day, they're trying to sell something, we're trying to buy something. So we have a mutual goal to get to a resolution. Mm -hmm. So it's not really like we're on other end of the table. In most of the cases, it feels like we're on the same side of the table, just trying to figure it out. In our fourth and final conversation with Mihil, we talk about the importance of price benchmarking for validation during negotiations and how Bloomreach utilizes vendor for those insights, how he navigates the cultural differences working with procurement and vendors across many different countries, and why he thinks procurement still gets a bad rep and ways to move away from that. Let's dive in. And then as part of the, the data piece, is price benchmarking a part of that in your mind? 100%, right? To give the specific vendor example, one of the main pieces of value for, that, that we use vendor for is not necessarily just additional resourcing, because that's something we can fairly easily pick. But as mentioned before, it's so difficult to pinpoint as a smaller business if you're getting value on SaaS that as a procurement lead, I basically want data behind everything. So unless I see a comparison that actually shows, oh, compared to the average 12 customers, you're actually being priced competitively, um, it basically puts me my mind at ease that I'm like, okay, I'm getting a good deal, I'm fine. And it also works two-sided. We've had situations where we literally thought like, okay, like we don't feel like we're necessarily getting a great deal. And actually the data shows that we are getting a good deal and we're transparent with the vendor and literally tell them, hey, um, it seems like you're kind of quoting us right on the money. So we don't want to make this too difficult a process. We think X, Y, Z is fair. So it works two sides, but uh, that piece of confirmation and validation is very valuable. So you're in Dubai now, you work with a lot of people in the US and I'm assuming a lot of countries. Do you feel like there's a gap with procurement between different companies, how they approach it, or maybe culturally? And if so, how do you handle that? Yeah, definitely. There are cultural differences, right? So, so I've been lucky, uh, lucky enough in my career to have been able to work with a lot of different cultures and a lot of different people in there. And yeah, there's this experience that they're always different. Like some countries are way more brash and straightforward than other countries. And it also depends on the person that's across me, right? So, so. Uh, and we even notice that internally, like you notice it across the board. So I'd say from a vendor perspective, I'd say what we really notice in uh, a lot of smaller US-based companies and startups is that they're all relatively at the same stage of development where we are. So they understand our growth. They understand what a growing company needs. And we're more confident that they're able to support us in that. Where sometimes it feels some traditional businesses don't actually know what it's like to grow that fast year on year. And mm -hmm. if you don't necessarily have the understanding, it might be quite difficult to understand that, hey, my licenses are going to be increased by X. And if we don't make a decent agreement for this, we're going to be at the table talking every week, uh, talking once a week to up these licenses, right? Which is not efficient. So basically optimize it that way, purely culturally. Well, I'm from the Netherlands myself, and Dutch people are known to be uh, very, I don't want to say rude, but pretty uh, straightforward. And I think I carry that into most of my conversations. I think most of the time it's appreciated. If you're very straightforward, 
sometimes you got to be slightly careful. So obviously, like I've done quite a few negotiations in the Middle East as well and certain other countries where it's less appreciated if you're straightforward. And there are some countries where you're expected to have a social conversation for the first 30 minutes and then you can discuss money. Uh, so that culturally is there. And as long as you're aware and respectful, it almost always pans out. But yeah, it gives you interesting stories. And I don't know, those differences are what makes us interesting and human, right? So uh, I love that piece. Yeah, definitely. That's funny. You go into every conversation with that frame of mind, like the 30 minutes before, or you just dive right into the negotiation, you know, kind of exactly what the agenda will look like. <laughs> exactly. It truly depends on what the person's like and, 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 mm-hmm. and how it works. And sometimes it naturally flows and sometimes it doesn't, but eventually... Like, yeah, in most situations that I'm in, in my day-to-day, obviously, like, yeah, we work strange, we work across all these multiple time zones. But but even that, like, everyone's always very understanding. And at the end of the day, they're trying to sell something, we're trying to buy something. So we have a mutual goal to get to a resolution. Mm -hmm. So it's not really like we're on other ends of the table. In most of the cases, it feels like we're on the same side of the table, just trying to figure it out. I'll open up the floor to you if there's anything else you would like to mention or have people take away from the podcast, even if it's a personal project or you want to plug something from Bloomreach. I think one of the things is that like, I think procurement still gets a bad rep. I feel like somehow still there's not a lot of, especially younger people that are getting into procurement. It's definitely changing over time. And the whole industry is developing so fast with like, not just solutions, new software, but also like universities that are starting to teach procurement as an official course, things like that. And that's great, right? Like professionalizing this industry is is massive. I personally, I'm super excited about seeing where it develops. And it seems very clear that there's a big road ahead in the next four or five years to do procurement well. But yeah, I'm excited. Personally, before I came to Vendor, I might have been one of those people that thought procurement and finance were out to get us, um, especially on the marketing team where we're spending. And to your point earlier, like it's harder to quantify sometimes. But since coming to Vendor, I've had the pleasure of talking to people like you and other procurement specialists. And like my entire perspective has shifted. And it's really just that exposure to understand. And hearing you talk about it, it's like so human to human the relationships, it's really not just about saving money. It's about like helping everyone just do better at their jobs um, and be better people. So I, I respect it. And I'm glad I've had this experience to see the other side. I used to always have this conversation with uh, people when I was still in, in facilities management, because for some reason, the facilities manager office is always in a basement. Like it's just always in a basement. So, uh, <laughs> and it's one of those things, right, where like, some of these professions are not just super appreciated. So take facilities management. No one ever goes to a facility manager and say like, hey, this office building is super clean today. You know, like it just doesn't happen. So the only reason someone goes to the basement is to complain that it's not clean, right? So some of, some of those professions definitely have a bad rep. And yeah, now we see the industry developing and a lot more younger crowd going there as well. And, and, and just like, it's becoming a lot more scientific and, and data-driven. Yeah, it will definitely change the entire space. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's funny that like you had the experience yourself. I can imagine now being around so many buyers 
uh, who knows, maybe at one point in time, you'll uh, transition to the dark side. But yeah, it's really it's true. It's like if you go to a restaurant, you are way more likely to leave a negative review than a positive one. So with vendors, it's the same thing. Like the majority, when someone proactively approaches me to give feedback about a supplier, nine times out of 10, it's because they have negative feedback. Because no one goes to procurement and says, hey, this one vendor, they're great. Right. So because that's just BAU, you consider that as that's like your day. Um, but then when you have a problem, you know, like then you raise it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Human nature. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Buy Side, hosted by Vendor, a SaaS buying platform for ever changing B2B SaaS sales. Curious how we can help your company save on SaaS? Get a free savings analysis today by visiting us at vendr.com slash save. See you next time.